Hello. Hello, how's things? Not too bad in yourself. Can't complain. Oh. I could, but, you know. Well, it would be rude to complain. Would it? <laughs> no, probably not, to be honest. Probably the only thing you've got left. Yeah, it, you know, it just gets the bile from out within you, doesn't it? It does. It does. That's the poison out slowly. This is it. I was watching a thing the other day, and it popped up, I think you put it on Twitter maybe, about crop circles, about the, um, this is going to be the last one of the season. Right, yeah. Yeah, I saw something pop up on, on my feed the other day about it to say, uh, that, oh, you know, this is, you know, because obviously the, only, the aliens only visit during, um, during the well, summer. Well, it's all because of, um, of the weather, because it's like they've had a ridiculously early harvest because you've actually had a summer for a change. So that was why I was assuming incorrectly that it was going to be the last one because I was expecting the combine harvesters to be uh, trundling down the tracks at any moment. I see, and that didn't happen. You know, no, no, they waited a little bit longer. But um, that's the curious thing. I was reading in The Guardian... um, which kind of shows the sort of person I am, but hey-ho. In The Guardian, they were saying that there's going to be a real problem next year because of the heat. We're going to have, like, smaller vegetables and not-so-good fruit and all the rest of it. So all this weather, there's there's a price. You can't deny this climate change malarkey now. And when everyone's getting tiny onions for their money next summer, it's might kick in. Yeah, things have been eaten. I was, I was listening to something that's down the radio about slugs eating the inside of potatoes. Like, so they've been pulling up potatoes and they're hollow. Really? Mm. Yeah, because it's been so dry, the slugs have gone underground, and the food source is abundant now with root vegetables. So they've just been eating them. So we're going to have like bigger slugs as well because they've just been gorging. I think we might actually get. You know, I think ants might be replaced as the next things to take over the earth, and it'll be slugs, slugs and cockroaches. Wow! Well, I did, I did, and I politicians, did. they'll they'll yeah. manage to figure out a way to stick around as well. This is it. This is it. And talking about politicians, all that stuff with Trump today—that is just like crazy. I haven't read much about. It. I saw something saying where you know, you know, like a toddler when they go quiet, they're up to something bad. Um, Trump's probably covered in his own feces and chucking it at the wall. Yeah, like, because basically today, um, Cohen and the other guy have basically both been convicted, and Cohen's basically said, you know, I was instructed by the president to to break the law, so he's basically put himself in the firing line, and it it says you couldn't make this stuff up. You know, it's, it's it's like a coup happened in America. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost like there's a collective hallucination going on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's you know, um, I think, you know, when he got ele- um, elected, obviously, you know, I think there's a lot of people saying this is the weirdest episode of Black Mirror I've ever seen. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, I get it. it. It is a bit strange. It's just more than a bit strange because I was listening today as well because everyone's going on about you know this is going to open the gates for kind of impeachment but the kind of the considered heads are saying well impeachment is pretty much the last thing 
anybody wants right now because it's only going to sort of um, stir up the Republican supporters. Of course it is. And it's going to give him the best shot of winning in 2020. So everyone's just got to cool their jets and think of uh, wait till the midterm elections are out of the way and then try and do something a bit more creative rather than just kind of impeachment. And they they had some going there saying the, the, the thing is if the... If the midterms go particularly bad, mm. somebody will have to have a word with them and saying, look, you yeah. need to resign now or yeah. it is just going to turn into this massive shitstorm. So at least you can walk away. I think without... they're going to a certain extent because the thing is, I mean, he's, he's, he's going around putting all these tariffs on countries and, you know, Chinese imports. And I kind of... One part of me sees what he's trying to do, where he's trying to keep industry back in America, charge more for stuff coming in, so the stuff they've got at home is more valuable. I get it, right? America's got a lot of natural resources, and they want to use their own instead of importing cheaper ones. The thing is, though, it's it's having a massive effect on the rest of the world, because we're all having to pay for those tariffs, ultimately, because our prices have gone up on everything. And he's... I mean, the guy's a bit of a lunatic, really. You know, he's he's gone bankrupt several times, and they let him run a country, whereas, you know, in this country, if you've gone bankrupt, you can't even get a bloody bank account, so... No, this is it, and this is the thing that amazes me, is that he had a casino that went bankrupt, and now a casino is usually a license to print money. Yeah. You know, that, that the house always wins, casinos make money. He's the first person to bankrupt a casino, which has to speak volumes about his business acumen. Well, it's an impressive feat, I'll give him that. This is it. The other thing that surprises me is, um, do you remember when um, the Chinese came over for like a trade visit and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And around about that time, they announced that there was going to be like a Trump brand of escort and brothels in China. That's just weird. Do you know what I mean? I, I just don't understand what's going on anymore. I, I, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, stuff before that was, was slightly skewy, um, you know, with the whole kind of, you know, Brexit and all of that stuff kicking off this side of the pond. You know, there's a, I think there's a lot of disillusioned, disaffected people out there at present. I mean, and, and also people just not very bright. I mean, I saw something today about these people, British people in, well, sorry, English-speaking people, in that fountain in Italy for the unknown soldier. And he just yeah. like, at what point did common sense take a complete day off and go, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll go and, you know, prance around in a fountain. About, you know, you've got countries at the moment that are starting to kind of go more left-wing or more right-wing. You know, and Italy's not got a great past in that regard. Um, so oh. you don't need to really stir up anything extra for them at the moment. Yeah, do you think they kind of got away with that a bit lightly? Definitely. Because it, it's it's one of those things, and, and it was funny because I was watching Family Guy a couple of weeks ago, mm. and there was like a scene and they were walking through the airport, and there was like a little sign saying, um, you know, we were on the side of Hitler, and you kind of think, yeah, they kind of were, we all forgot yeah. about that a bit, but yeah, so for those to be lurching to the right mm. is, a, is a tad concerning yeah, I mean, I think. It's, quite, it's quite funny. I mean, you know, it's, my granddad obviously was, fought during the war, never forgave the Italians for the fact that they switched sides. And I think, but that generation's gone now. So you've you've got my generation, your generation. And, and I think, 
you know our children's generation or the generation that world war ii to them is is really distant past it it's it's nothing that's ever affected or impinged on their life whereas we grew up around people that had first-hand knowledge of of what that was like whereas kids nowadays are growing up around people that have got no first-hand knowledge of how difficult that was and and what happened and and how bad it actually was because it's easy to look back through rose-tinted specs and watch these world war ii movies and I think, oh, it was it was all right, you know. We won in the end; it was fine, you know. But realistically, we're still paying the price. In fact, up until um, um, hang on, let me just check this. Um, reparations for World War Two didn't actually finish all that long ago. No, that's right. Um, yeah, so Greece um, claims that Germany owes it. 279 billion euros from World War Two, and this was in 2015 because they're saying you know it was kind of one of their arguments about the bailout and because Germany were leading it yeah they have turned around and gone well you you know you owe us 279 billion euros from the Second World War but we haven't come chasing you for it you know you, you and all the stuff do you, do you, you think they do you, do you think they've seen that as a missed opportunity hmm. because basically they should, you know, they should have maybe forced the issue and said, you know what, that's a lot of money, and I tell you what, if you give us half of it, yeah, we'll we'll you know maybe enter into negotiations for um, the rest of the uh, the bailout. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really ironic that Greece is still in the EU and we're looking to just disappear. Yeah. After all that nonsense with Grexit, and you know, because that was just like every day radio for Grexit. Are they going out? Yeah. Are they going to go out? And then everyone was expecting. Ireland and Portugal to disappear and um, Spain to disappear and it's going to be Britain. Well, it's, it's basically been a hold my beer moment, hasn't it? It's like Ireland threatened it, so probably ended up getting more money because they threatened to leave. And Britain has gone, I'll hold my beer a minute whilst I just go ahead and do this. And literally, it's like we've mashed the self-destruct button because um, our currency is the weakest has been, I think, since the Second World War. And it's just mental. I mean, I'm just reading here that um, Britain made its last loan payment back to the United States on the 31st of December 2006 because we owed them £21 billion and our last payment was £45.5 million. That, that was a war loan from the US. Yeah, they made us pay it back. Um, you know, and it's just... Well, I guess it is what it is, but, you know, this is... This is what it is. I mean, because I, I often think of America as being a little bit like, um, you know, they're 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 like a teenager now. They're they're a late stage teenager. When you look at the age of Europe and, and the democracies that have been around there for a long time. Yeah. You've got America, which is still a relatively new kid on the block, um, that have got some ideals that they they want to pursue. And it was almost like they were a child actor. They were the glittering star. They were fantastic. But now they're a bit older. People aren't that interested anymore. People aren't looking anymore. And, and China looks nice and shiny now because things are cheap. And, you know, in a few years, you know, we're already starting to come down on the other side of that bubble for China. So what's, you know, what's next? What's going to be the next, you know, country to, to rise up? But, you know, is, is India going to come back again? Because India lost a lot of contracts to to China for manufacturing because China could do labor even cheaper again. Yeah. And but they've got it, they, they've got they've got the numbers, but it's just this perpetual race to the bottom, isn't it? 
Yeah, pretty much. And and everything is about what is cheap and how cheap can we get it. You know, you know people talk about having more money in the NHS, but ultimately um, we have we want more money into the NHS, but they're still going to give contracts to whoever can do it the cheapest. So it's not about the best quality. It's about who can do the job for the cheapest amount of money. I mean, you've only got to look at stupid things like bin collections and grass cutting and just general, you know, like... And we've gone from not recycling to recycling to multiple bins to being fined for putting the wrong thing in the wrong bins. And now having to sort out all of the rubbish into separate bins because it, the the people that are working on the back of these lorries um, are so under the cosh and paid so badly that they literally need to pick these things up and throw them in to get onto the next one. And you just yeah. think, you know, like our our bin day was supposed to have changed to a Wednesday. They they turn up on a Friday because they can't get around fast enough. You just think all this stuff's linked, and it's just insane. Well, this is it. I mean, it's the perpetual race to the bottom that was started in the 1980s, wasn't it? Because this mm. whole thing of because this all started under Thatcher with this whole, or we put it out to tender. Mm. Instead of just leaving the council do what the council does, the council had to sort of tender for its own work, for want of a better yeah. phrase. And then it's always cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. And like you say, these guys are obviously running around, running themselves ragged, hmm. and it's not working. And you know, so at, at some yeah. at some point, somebody's going to say, "Do you know what? We need to rethink all of this because it's just spiralling out of control." Well, and is, you don't see, and and you, and the thing is. You most people don't see it on a daily basis. No, they don't. And, and, and unless you're in one of those roles that you are at the the difficult end of the stick, that you are mm. the one that's running around like a lunatic trying to get you. You know, you you don't see it. Most people don't see it. Yeah, and it's, you, you kind of got to ask yourself what's going on, um, because yeah, you've got all these contracts and you've got these big companies as well, like your Carillions, your your Capitas that just hoover up these government contracts and do it for as cheap as possible and don't pay people because obviously they you know they talk about a living wage and all of this stuff um and the government should top it up but why why should the government top it up why don't the businesses that are paying these people crap money pay them proper money it's not yeah this is him. you know it's not it shouldn't be the government's responsibility to make sure people have got a living wage yeah by all means put the framework in place to make businesses pay for it which leads me on to kind of Amazon and the fact that how do they get a reduction in their tax bill? That just baffles the, baffles me. I don't get it. Well, this this is it. And what annoyed me about the whole recent thing with Amazon is that you then had Philip Hammond coming up saying, oh, well, you know, I'm going to rebalance things on the high street and there's going to be like an online tax. And it's like, well... That's all very well, but I'm still going to be paying that. I'm yeah. going to be paying that. You know, you haven't actually addressed the problem. You now take your money out of my pocket because that's going to help somehow that you can't quite quantify to me. Yeah. Instead of actually saying, do you know what? Yeah, we do actually need to address the tax laws of this country to stop this type of thing happening because we had so many prime opportunities when it sort of transpired that starbucks you know paid next to nothing you know all these companies based in luxembourg for the tax dodge nobody has the sort of the the gumption to say hang on a minute 
if I grab all of these guys and bang all their heads together, that's a vote winner. People will be really happy about this, but no, do you know what? I'm a short-term politician. I'm probably going to have to be sucking up to these guys in a couple of years' time anyway. I'll pass the buck and somebody else can pay to sort it out. I think it's like you said there. I mean, you've got this company, right? I'm just just looking at this here. This is in The Guardian, and we can reference it later. Um, So their initial tax bill was 15.8 million. It was then reduced to 7.4 million. In Europe as a whole, they turned over 19.5 billion pounds and paid 15 million in tax across the whole of the EU zone. Okay, so you've got this massive company that's turning over 19 billion pounds, and yet they're turning around and saying that the chances are that we're going to report a loss in the third quarter of this year. So what are they doing wrong? How can you can you suck in 19 billion pounds worth of of money? And not be making a profit. Yet the guy who owns the company is the richest bloke in the world now. It doesn't make sense. Surely, if they're making a loss and they're talking these huge sums of money, you know, we're, we're talking like GDPs of small countries here. Yeah. And and they're asking for lower tax bills. Now, someone's making some money somewhere. Well, definitely. I Money's mean, all going into this guy's pocket, isn't it? It's got to yeah. be. Um, but obviously it's, some... it's being funneled off because apparently the UK services operation wing of it um, turned over 1.46 billion last year, but they didn't report their profits here. It was reported by Amazon US because it was funneled across there, and they made a profit of 1.46 billion. Sorry, so yeah, 7.3 billion turnover, 1.46 billion in profit. I, I don't, I don't get it. So how can they be reporting a loss for the third quarter yet still, you know? There's, I think there's some uh, accounting chicanery uh, going on yeah. there, to be brutally honest with you, because like, I totally agree with you, none of that makes sense in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Apparently the average yeah. wage at Amazon for a UK employee is £29,000, which okay. means there's someone getting paid a hell of a lot of money and a lot of people not getting paid a lot. That's more than the average wage though, isn't it? Yeah, I think the average wage is twenty-eight thousand. Is it now? Not sure. Last time I heard it, it was about twenty-seven thousand. That's neither here nor there in regards to the uh, the tax situation. Yeah. But yeah, apparently they are a horrid company to work for. Oh, here we go. So um, the two thousand thirteen fourteen is the latest figures I can find. The median household income for two adults twenty-three thousand five hundred fifty-six. The provisional results. Yeah, so they reckon it's about 27000 for a full-time employee. But, I mean, inflation with what it is at the moment is, you know, you're not really helping out much, are you? It's, 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 on on year-on-year, year, figures are going down. Because if you're still paid, like, the same amount you were paid last year, with inflation, you've effectively had a pay cut. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And interest rates are going the opposite way as well so that doesn't help matters and they're trying to stabilize inflation by doing that and it's not i can't you know it's not working somebody just puts, needs to put their hand up and say it's all broken because yeah, if this yeah. was it, it, if this was a machine we'd be around the mechanics straight away well yeah and the machine is clearly broken because you've got several major former well i think you could possibly say former major powers in in the u.s in the UK and you know not doing well 
with the system that's broken because it, it relies on you know a, a bubble and, and burst and realistically they can't have a classic kind of you know we're never going to have a second world war again because of the types of weapons and, and things we've got now and the fact that everything's done remotely um, yet you've got Germany who are, are running a surplus you know, they're one of the few countries in the world that are running a massive surplus yeah, but you know why that is? They didn't pay Greece, so they got quite a bit of money in their back pocket. <laughs> so, it, it, yeah. so, so it might not be the most perfect economic picture, really, because they're just trading on that amount. But yeah, I take your point. Germany seemed to, in in many, many sort of ways, on a slightly different tangent, so we mm. can just get solely focused on um, the horrendous political situation we found ourselves in. I come across this really weird article today, um, do you remember Second Life? Oh, the the online game thing. Yeah, 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 Because yeah. that was like going to be the biggest thing ever, and it was for a little while. Yeah. Um, so this um, journalist for SplinterNews.com took a tour of the abandoned college campuses that people built on Second Life. Oh right. I, it, isn't that like a depressing thought that somebody went, somebody went to the um, to the trouble of designing all these college campuses that are effectively just like ghost towns, even in the virtual sense? Isn't that just like a metaphor for so much? Yeah. And it reminds me, because I think we need to explain that me and you worked together yeah. at some point in the past, mm-hmm. and one of the people, one of the apprentices, he used to train horses for sale on second life really yeah and that was his whole thing on second life he 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 would breed pedigree horses on second life and do you know what it was like one of those situations where i wanted to ask him a lot of questions but i just thought do you know what i'm gonna get sucked into a rabbit hole i do not want well, to get sucked into because like what is the point yeah we i just, think we've had that a couple of times i mean like like you said we used to work together um and we've we've worked with some interesting people, um, you know. We've worked with people that um, have got J.K. Rowling and, and John F. Kennedy mixed up. Yeah, I mean, how is that even possible? Exactly, and these are people that are put in charge of educating children and young adults, um, and we wonder why why uh, <laughs> why the system's not working properly because literally um, these people are in charge, you know, and and. You know, and we've worked with other people that have turned around and refuted the fact that gravity exists. Exists, yeah. Um, and that, uh, that, that, that all the major scientists are wrong and, uh, you know, and basically just walking outside in the, the actual evidence that's presented in front of you is also incorrect. Yeah, um, yeah I think there's we've had some issues. But, I mean, breeding digital horses on, I mean, for me, it's a bit like Pokemon Go. I don't quite understand the point in it. It, it's like this thing that's been going on and on and on, and it seems like anything that, that Nintendo get involved with, um, they they came up with some really good ideas 30, 40 years ago, you know, and they've got this this um, <laughs> Italian plumber who lives in America on a Japanese console. Um, it, he looks like a Greek man, and it's it's like 
racism incarnate is, is fantastic and the world's just accepted this and moved on and gone yeah that's fine but that's what they do over and over and over again they just keep releasing the same thing just in slightly better looking ways but yeah I mean training digital horses but, in second life is this, insane it, it is I, I mean I don't I don't quite fully understand at what point you wake up and think you know what I play second life or I do what I do with second life I know Let's breed imaginary horses. But the thing was, he used to sell them. Well, so people would buy these things. Yeah, people would buy these um, thoroughbred imaginary digital horses. A bit like people buy stuff on Facebook if you play in Farmville or whatever. Yeah. And and that's what he used to do. He used to, you know, and I, the, the, the point that I always worried, well, didn't worry about but never made sense to me is how how can this be like a thoroughbred horse well exactly i mean it's just it's just a bunch of ones and zeros and you can just delete those ones and zeros and start again yeah exactly so at no point you know is is it going to make any difference no and and this is the thing because in second life you can pretty much build whatever you want so if you wanted a horse wouldn't you just build your own horse Okay. Uh, you know, it's a strange world we live in. It, it is a weird thing, but then, you know, was this the precursor for cryptocurrency, trading these digital items? Because let's face it, it's the way that the government wants us to go because there's no real infrastructure in place here. I mean, our, our money's imaginary as it is anyway, so why not trade in these digital things? I mean, like, I don't know if you've seen the film. Uh, Ready Player One or read the book? Um, no. Ernest Klein, fantastic book. Um, the, the film is obviously slightly different, but however, this is uh, based uh, set in the future, based in a world where, um, you know, spoiler alert, uh, I might give away some plot points here, set in the future, and basically everyone does everything in the Oasis, which is this digital world that's created around them. They put on a, you know, like a virtual reality headset. They walk on omnidirectional pads. So they're actually walking around inside this place. Um, you know, and it's right. the same as the real world. There's the seedy parts, there's the nice parts. And it's just insane. I mean, and, and obviously is that too far fetched to think that we're going down that road? You know, if, if we believe Facebook in, HTC and and all of this stuff. We're we're going to be going, you know. They want us to have these things strapped to our face. You know, we've got these phones in our hands all the time as it is, but they want us to have them pretty much glued to our face. As you know, I'm technology mad, but at a certain point I draw a line. You know, I don't do Facebook. Um, I'm rarely on Twitter these days. You know, deleted Instagram to to a certain extent. Delete the app off my phone because I don't don't need it because these things become intrusive into your life way too much and I think it's really easy to be like oh I'll put that on on Instagram or I'll put that on Twitter and um you know arguing on Twitter is it's a it's a crazy thing to do <laughs> it, 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 it it is the equivalent of um breeding a thoroughbred horse that doesn't exist isn't it it is it is, it is that that mad I mean I don't understand how I, that, like you said, I don't understand the thought press of someone who wakes up in the morning and goes, I know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to breed digital horses, digital thoroughbred horses, sorry. Um, yeah, because... Denigrate his stock. I, I could understand 
if that had been like a passion in real life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If he'd had a horse at some point or he wanted to breed horses, but obviously horses are quite expensive. But apparently that was never even part of the equation. It's, I mean, it just... The digital world is just going crazy as the real world. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is, is just... Uh, the craziness has always been there, yet I think in the real world it's easier to hide because your face is on the crazy, whereas digitally it's not, is it? So you can be as insane as you want to be. Yeah, I mean, this is the point, and this is why I think people get sucked into being so abusive online, is because it's so easy. And you can you can hide behind that avatar. Twenty years ago, if you wanted to send an abusive message, you actually had to sit down, take the time, pull yeah. a bit of paper out, get a pen, and, I mean, and, I, write, yeah. and write it all down. Now it's just far too easy. I, I was listening to a podcast not long ago. Um, IRL is the one that Mozilla put out. Yeah, uh, Veronica Belmont does it. She's very good, you know, uh, tech savvy. And she on one of them they were talking about cyberbullying and, and online stuff and there's now this service in new york where you can um phone them and the woman will bake a cake um and take it to them with an insult on so you control your troll with a cake and i just think well, you know this that's i mean if that's not profiting off misery i don't know what is but is the cake nice well, it depends. It can be, or it can't be. So it's entirely up to you. Um, I, I forget all the details of it, but um, yeah, I think basically because that, that sounds like a bit of a mixed message. I've picked you this lovely cake. It's a rude word on it, but you'll yeah. enjoy eating it. Exactly. Yeah, and it's but it just goes to prove that people will buy anything as well. True. Um, and you know, I don't know whether this is a Trump thing or, or or whether this is just life in general. But I've I've heard a lot more people start to say now, again, and this comes stems from childhood, only in America. It seemed to have died away for a long time, but it now seems like a lot of things are prefixed with only in America. Yeah. Um it's it's almost like, you know, without wishing to offend millions of people, which I will anyway, um like the redneck flag is flying. Um, you know, it's almost a bigger movement as the LGBT. It's it's like we could be mental because we put this guy in charge, so we could do what we want now. So maybe there's going to be some people trading, I don't know, all-terrain vehicles in Second Life. There'll there'll be a there'll be a revival. You never know. Do you think you just never know? Do you think there's meadows full of starving? ponies and horses wandering around in, in Second Life? Did they did they see any on these campuses? He didn't say, no, and, and I guess they must be, because, yeah. you know, Second Life is pretty much dead in the water, so they must be just like these vast wastelands of virtual people. Are the servers still running? So obviously I guess they are. I would imagine they must be. I mean, can you still sign up for it? Official site, Second Life Virtual Worlds. Yes, apparently you can. It was released in June 2003. It's now referred to as a game. Because oh, I remember, because this was kind of like peak Sims, wasn't it? It was like we were yes. right at the at the epoch of 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 Sims and how great that was. Um, which unfortunately is, seems to be coming back. 
Um, I'm talking about computer games. Obviously, uh, Sims is an EA game, and uh, EA just seems to be on a money grab everywhere for everything. And The Sims is, is no different. My my niece, who's uh, 12, plays The Sims. Um, she loves it. And for her birthday, I bought her a Sims add-on pack because that's what she wanted. But there's hundreds of these things. And you can buy like little packs of... So it's kind of like Second Life again. So they, they're just going at it a different way. You can buy packs of like shoes for your Sims to wear, but it costs real money in the real world. Yeah. And it's like, what the, what the hell's going on? You know. In, so is is your family member um, a little behind the curve? Because I thought it was all about Fortnite. Well, she, that's not the sort of gaming she's into. I mean, she's 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 twelve and she's into this. And I know there's a lot of young girls that are into gaming, but they've never really gone down that route. However, conversely, her and her sister um, got bought a like one of those multi-pack Mega Drive game things. Like right. Stuff, yeah, and they love that. And and you know we come from a generation where when you got a game, it was a cartridge or a tape or something that wasn't updatable. That you had to plunk into a machine, and so it had to work. Because if it didn't, there was a real problem because we didn't have the internet to update the game. You know, and, it's, and I think we're a bit poorer for it. In in all honesty. Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right, and I think the upshot is that late 80s early 90s gaming was just the pinnacle of the industry yeah uh, th- yeah because i mean gameplay these days suffers for the the beauty of a game now don't get me wrong there are some games out there and they're absolutely beautiful i mean you look at god of war you look at horizon zero dawn on the playstation 4 they're absolutely stunning you look at some of the stuff that pcs can can fire out these days it, it very high resolutions and high frame rates and they look beautiful and you know, NVIDIA recently launched or, or launched a new set of graphics cards, the, the 20 series. And it's all about real-time ray tracing. Now. So it's about light bouncing off things and making it look more realistic. And it's the little details now, like reflections of flames in people's eyeballs and, and real-time reflections that move in glass. And yeah, it looks but, great, but... But, but the, the, I get what you're saying. Mm. But I, I ask myself... Do I want to watch a film or do I want to play a game? Because I'm kind of very retro in what I play. Because yeah. I, I try to get into Zelda on the Wii. Mm. I'd never played Zelda before because yeah, it never appeared, um, never really appealed to me. But I had a, I had Zelda and um, I was just fed up with the backstory. It was like, right, why am I sitting through all this preamble? I can pretty much figure it out for myself what I've got to do. And this is what really puts me off modern day gaming. Is just just so much backstory, so much preamble. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Yeah. But I want to play a game. I want to just jump in there. Maybe it's because I'm from the generation where you had to put a tape in, wait five six minutes for it to load, that you just want to crack on with it. I think the same same for me. I mean, I, I some of the games that I most enjoy playing, sadly as this is, I love playing solitaire. I love it. I mean, it's been, and the, the the beauty of solitaire is obviously it comes with with your operating system, comes with Windows. Um, the, the little secret that most people don't realise is that the only reason it was put in as a game was because Microsoft needed to help people learn how to use a mouse. That's what it was there for. It was to help give people the dexterity they needed to be able to use a mouse and keyboard properly. 
because up until that point it was only over keyboards um and obviously when we used to work together and uh, when i was teaching that was one of the things that i used to teach them about when we looked at older operating systems and the evolution of what's happened you know we're at windows 10 now where we take for granted that we can just type in a search in the cortana bar and get an answer or do sums or talk to the computer you know when when i first started using a computer waiting 20 minutes to install a game was nothing listening to a, a tape go there was no internet you know i had a spectrum yeah 48k spectrum 128k um you know my dad built us the screen that we used to play it on you know because he used to work in that industry so we had a crt and you wouldn't you know it wouldn't be allowed these days it'd be cruelty to children but this thing like had a gap in it you could put your hand in it if you wanted to but you know we were brought up with a little bit of common sense and our parents working on the principle that we wouldn't blow ourselves up and if we did we'd only do it the once this is it you know this is the trouble today's health and safety gone mad you know i i want to see screens with a gap in that i can jab my fingers Oh, exactly. I mean, at, at no point. I mean, I uh, went to Canada a few years ago, uh, and Niagara Falls, absolutely beautiful place. Very odd. You turn around and it's like Blackpool, but however, um, it, it is quite a nice place. And you've got this all enveloping noise, and you've got this the beauty of these two waterfalls, and you know, on the border of Canada and America, and it's stunning. You walk about twenty foot away from the Horseshoe Falls on the Canadian side. There's there's no railings, there's no nothing, there's nothing to stop you going in. It's just some trees and a and a, a river bank that goes down into the river. Because as a nation, they're working on the principle that people aren't that bloody stupid. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I was taught at a very early age you just stayed away from the water. It was simple as that. You, you knew what the risks were. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen this because obviously um, I was looking at this the other day because a, a colleague of mine at work mentioned it um we happy few have you heard of this game no so it's by compulsion games um a gearbox publishing so it's coming out on playstation xbox windows like it's on everything pretty much um but it's set in the 60s um and it's about paranoia basically um so you've got um you basically have to keep taking this drug called joy which is a hallucinogenic drug that everyone takes and they're blissfully unaware of the past. So it's like a, the whole premise is that a happy life is one with no past. Because if you can't remember yesterday, it can only be good. Because you're tripping. But it's a bit like Clockwork Orange, the game. It's a little bit strange. But it's really good. And it's it's an interesting concept. Because, it, again, it kind of goes back to that second life thing. And then talking about... Um, uh, what you call it, Ready Player One, you know, it's about escapism, this game. And it's this is like escapism on a global scale. You know, this is mainly set in Britain, but it's like a whole country that is drugged because the whole point is it's like it's set just after the Second World War. Yeah. And these people are, you know, blitzed off the head. Very odd game. Like this is one bit right at the very beginning, so it's not really a spoiler because I haven't got that far into it. But there's um, your your character. You get the option to stop taking your joy tablet or just carry on working, and the game will just let you sit there carrying on redacting information from the news that's safe for people to read. Uh, How strange! And if you want, you can just sit there doing that, and you can still keep taking your tablets and putting new power canisters in. Just keep playing it if that's what you want to do. Or you can choose to stop taking it and then carry on. 
and then start you know releasing some of the normal news out into the real world and not redacting it because you make that decision but you go to this one part and there's like oh you get invited to like this joy party and they've got a piñata and you you see this piñata then all of a sudden your joy actually wears off and you see what they're actually doing so you've got like this big like horse piñata you know filled with uh, sweets and stuff and then you see them hitting it and then actually it's not it's a giant rat that they're beating and they're all eating this rat's intestines and it's nice really beautiful looking game but then you know with this juxtaposition of you know is it real you know it's quite good i think you'd um think you'd find it interesting so we've kind of come full circle really haven't we we've gone from is this whole trump thing reality to the reality of gaming and all the rest of it oh imitating life and all of that and all of that fantastic Well, that tapered off at the end, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think that worked. That's the fight where Perfect. we need it. <laughs>